The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Hello? Hey, Coach Holbrook. Scott Munn here with the Braves Radio Network on the Braves Country podcast, buddy. How are you doing? God, I'm good, man. Thanks for giving me a shout. What's going on today for you? I am um, sitting here in Columbia, South Carolina, and getting ready to put on a big event for a charity that's near and dear uh, to our hearts, a place called Camp Cole. It's basically a camp that um, gives opportunities for those that are a little less fortunate in life and gives them opportunities to have incredible camp, you know, the camp experience, the summers, you know, the pools, the the lakes, fishing, horseback riding, those kinds of things, you know, from terminally ill kids to abused kids to homeless kids to kids with Down syndrome, you name it. All walks of life, the kids that are facing tough battles walk through that camp. It's a pretty neat place. Luckily, i got some pretty cool friends in the music business that will put on a great show for us, you know. And Tug's here to say hi. And then we're What's up, do Coach? A... Uh, what's up, big man? Man, I am holding it together, just keeping it between the ditches. <laughs> Yes, I can. It's a order from time to time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes, sir, it is. I heard you talking about uh, the camp, and I, I think we kind of text back and forth about that a little bit. And uh, there's something that my wife and I do, and, and it was started because of my son and, and his buddy. It's called Cast for Kids, and it's a national organization, but we started a local chapter, and it is taking kids with special needs fishing because it's surprising how many of these kids have never been fishing, and the look on their face, the sheer joy when they catch a fish out of Lake Lanier, is enough to right. uh, brighten your, your day, your month, and your year. Jacob and his buddy Jackson, who's going to go play baseball up at Young Harris College, they went over five, six years ago now and did it in Birmingham. And they're like, we should do this at home. And sure enough, for the last five years, my wife's been working hard. She does much more than I do and, and Jackson's <laughs> mama. And they literally have put this on. And I'll tell you, Coach, the guy came over from, because uh, I said it's a national organization, he covers the Southeast, and he was like, man, on year one, he was like, this looks like an event that would be year 10 for us. So we're just blown away. I, I'm just always so blown away about what these ladies and the two boys are putting in there and, and just the sheer joy that you see and it brings. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It really is. And seeing videos of this camp that we're, we're a part of, there's so much more important things in life. And sometimes we don't slow down enough to check on others that are a little bit less fortunate and don't have the same luxuries that we have. And, um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see eyes light up and big smiles after they do something like catching a fish or riding a horse or shooting bow and arrows. I mean, all kinds of things that me and you probably or all of us take for granted that they're getting to do for the first time. And it's life-changing, no doubt. And we're just happy to be a small part of trying to help the campus uh, in our community. Yeah, man, I love it. I know it's cliche to say that you get more out of it than the, the people that are actually participating, but it is the truth. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's so true. I mean, from we've done, you know, my kid, my son was uh, diagnosed with cancer when he was two years old. Oh so I've been to a lot of, you know, a lot of pediatric cancer benefits over the years for him and for some other, you know, other kids facing similar battles. And obviously pediatric cancer has been near and dear to our hearts since Reese's diagnosis. But doing events like that is much for the kids and, and families. And it means the world to them. But like you said, the people that organized it um, or the people that put it on or the people that tried to make it happen do get a lot out of it you know yeah it's truly rewarding for sure 
I didn't know that about your son, but I had a brother who passed at St. Jude of childhood cancer around, uh, he was eight years old. It was about uh-huh. a year before I was born, but so cancer near and dear mm-hmm. to our family. My mother's a breast cancer survivor. Pediatric cancer is, is unbelievable because only 4% of all federal cancer money goes to childhood it, cancer it, research. Isn't that sad? It I is. mean, isn't that sad? I mean, and that's, I've known that for years. I just never have understood that. There's a lot of things very unfair in life. There's so many many things that are very unfair but telling a child they have cancer i don't that's got to be near the top of the list of things that are, are that are heart-wrenching i was one of those young dads that every time a saint jude's commercial came on and you saw one of those little kids with bald heads you know I, it made me cry so i had to turn the channel and then mm-hmm. lo and behold my son becomes that kid you know mm-hmm. and like you said gosh we should be able to fund it a little bit better i would think you'd think so but you know what we just got to roll up our sleeves and and do the work that's not being done and and make things better yep. for people so um you there know you go. there's a lot of ways that uh, we can help and and i yep. know folks like you and look even on this podcast when we we support the folks from the uh, warrior alliance the shepherd's men we try to uh, make sure that we support those guys, veterans, you know, organizations, because I'm Navy veteran. Scott is an Army brat. So all you have to do is find something that you care about, and you can change the daggum world. No doubt. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Coach Chad Holbrook is a two-time College World Series champion with the South Carolina Gamecocks, and now he's in his sixth season as head coach of the College of Charleston Cougars baseball program. With over 20 years of coaching, six trips to the College World Series, and 17 NCAA regional appearances, Holbrook is one of the most recognized names in NCAA coaching. He's the only active coach to have been in eight NCAA Super Regionals, made six College World Series, five national championship appearances, and won two national championships. And Coach Holbrook is a true Southern gentleman who absolutely loves Southern life, baseball, and culture. And when we heard how much he loves music, we had to invite him to join us on the Braves Country Podcast. (laughs) Coach Holbrook, welcome to Braves Country. Oh, so 
awesome to be here. So glad that y'all reached out to me, and I'm honored to be able to chat with you a little bit here. Well, let's start it out because the theme of this show, Coach, is that artists want to be ballplayers. Ballplayers want to be artists, and we've never had that go wrong. That is a formula that is like foundational math, man. It never changes. Yeah, and, and you know, the funny thing about my love for music is uh, after our event tonight for Camp Cole and, and for all the kids here in the Midlands, I'm going to get in the, wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to get in the car and drive to Atlanta and, and, and check out Yacht Rock Review again tomorrow night in the Rock. Which is right here, literally two doors to the left of where we sit at the Braves Radio Network Studios looking down at the right field gate, and Scott Mum was there last night for a big REM tribute. Yeah, it was. It was a big all-night tribute with uh, all kinds of folks. Uh, you should have been there, Coach. You would have loved it. Uh, because Darius Rucker being there. Yeah, we, Darius was there, and he, he played, uh, man, he did a great job. You should hear him sing some REM songs, and he just loves REM. He told everybody that he wouldn't be here without REM. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Darius, uh, seen him do a many an event uh, over the years from even when I was in college in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Hootie was just taking off at that time and uh, and then getting to know Darius over the years and then seeing him perform, he does a lot of covers and he talks about REM all the time. And I think many times he said that REM was one of the ring leaders in getting him into the music industry. So it had to be a cool night. And didn't Darius get a South Carolina World Series ring? Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, our national championship year in 2010, uh, Coach Tanner uh, was our head coach at that time and Darius was a big fan. He'd seen the national Anthem at our field from time to time, and uh, obviously hooting the blowfish, and his professional career was booming. And uh, he's a very, very popular guy in this state. Where obviously he's a very popular guy all over the world, but in this state, he's a big Gamecock fan. And yeah, we were honored uh, to provide him a national championship ring. I think he wears it proudly. He, I got a couple pictures with him when he had it on at a football game, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Darius is a big Gamecock fan, and we certainly made him happy those few years uh, in 2010, 2011 when we, uh, we when we won back to back national championships. The reason I know that is because he did a show here in Atlanta, and I happened to be fortunate enough to be backstage and noticed it. The Frank Beamer, the legendary Virginia Tech coach, was back there, and he was showing Coach Beamer the World Series ring, and I was like, "Holy cow, this is amazing!" <laughs> and just having Darius and Coach Beamer together was amazing enough. And then for me to be lucky enough to be standing there to see it, I. I I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So that's how I even know that it happened because you're right. He does. He wears it proudly. He is not afraid to show that thing off. Yeah, and, and that's really cool. And, and what we experienced or what I got to experience and be a part of during those couple years from a baseball perspective, I mean, I, I grew up being a, college, a baseball nut. My dad was a basketball coach, and so I was always in a household that was resolved around athletics. But I only watched the College World Series on TV. I never even dreamed that I would ever get to – play there or coach a team there and lo and behold we got hot at the right time in 2010 and, and won the whole thing and you know what was really crazy about that couple years is in 2010 was the last year of Rosenblatt Stadium the iconic field I mean that was the Taj Mahal of college baseball I mean that was we played and won the last game played in Rosenblatt Stadium and then the next morning we woke up to fly home and we drive into the airport where the new stadium was being built TD America trade and we literally stopped the bus and coach tanner stood up and i'll never forget it he pointed at all the construction site and he goes 
We won the last one down the road. We're going to win the first one here. And everybody kind of laughed and hooted and hollered. We were all tired from celebrating from the night before. And lo and behold, it came to fruition. <laughs> and it was cra- it's just crazy. Unbelievable. And that is a beautiful stadium. Holy cow, it looks like a minor league park. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't know if you've ever been there, Scott. Have you ever seen it? Not yet, but I'm planning to. you got to get over there, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's a beautiful there in Columbia. In baseball, you have a home stadium or a home field. And in, uh, in music, uh, most artists, I think really all artists and bands, uh, have a home venue and for Darius Rucker I think his home venue is the Windjammer on the Isle of Palms <laughs> out there uh, right outside of Charleston the beautiful Windjammer and uh, it's one of my favorite places in the world I know you love it too coach and that's how we kind of got to know each other was uh, my buddy Scotty Fryer who works with Bobby Ross over there and uh, runs the Windjammer he was telling me about different bands that love the Braves and baseball and, and then at the very end of a list of about seven groups or whatever he goes you know who you really need to meet is my buddy coach Holbrook over at College of Charleston and uh, he told me you love music so much and that you guys maybe are starting a podcast together about music and baseball. I think that's a great concept, obviously. And when's that going to get started up? What's going on with that? Yeah, well, you know, we just got to thinking. And, and Scotty's a dear friend that loves music and obviously books incredible acts at the Windjammer. And, and we've become close friends. He was a big Gamecock uh, fan and followed our team. So we had, a, we had a mutual interest and knew each other when I moved to Charleston. And then all of a sudden we started talking about music and groups and who, who's playing playing at the Windjammer, and he started teaching me a little bit about guitar, and so now he's my guitar teacher, because he's a world-class guitar player, and so now I've become, uh, instead of playing golf all the time, sometimes I try to learn a new chord or two on the guitar, and uh, Scotty's been a dear friend in that regard, so we just started talking about, you know what, I mean, like you said, folks in the music industry die to learn about the strategy of athletics, and what it's like to be a coach, or what it's like to be a player, and us coaches, and us players, we thrive to learn more about the music industry and we have folks that we're close to that are ultra successful in both professions uh you know from like you said from Darius Rucker I'm dear friends with Roy Williams and Vince Gill's done a few events for us and I just love people in music so we started how we got such great connections let's pick the brains of folks that are at the top of their profession in both music and athletics and I think it would be uh of great interest to those you know that know us and we have a pretty decent following, and uh, I think we can get some entertaining guests on, and some of the guests you know, can actually plug in and sing a song or two. But I think the other thing that was really interesting to me and why we wanted to do it was a lot of up-and-coming superstars play at the Windjammer on their way up, and we're going to have some great enjoyment talking to those guys as they come into the Windjammer and play. Uh, you might not know their name you know, at this point in time, but five years down the road, they might be uh, winning CMAs. So you just never know so we want to talk to people and and at the top of the profession and we also want to talk to people that are trying to make their way up you know i think it'll be great enjoy it'll be a great hobby for me to learn a lot more about music and pick the brains of some incredible musicians and i think it'll be rewarding for scotty as he gets to talk to some incredible athletes and world series champions some national champions some hall of fame coaches uh, i think it makes for uh, some great a great listen at least i hope so chad holbrook is our guest on the braves country podcast on the atlanta braves radio network tug coward along with scott munn he is the head coach at the college of charleston you can find them at c of c sports.com you can find him on twitter at c holbrook the number two at c holbrook and the number two is there so what are some other bands that you like listening to some other artists that you mentioned vince gill and obviously hootie and, and darius rucker and, and yacht rock and those folks what else do you listen to coach Man, I, I listen to it all, and uh, and I mean, obviously, I'm I was the yacht rock thing is uh, 
you know, from Hall and Oates to Michael McDonald to the BGs. I mean, to so many people. Those were guys that I grew up when I was a kid. So, you know, going to this Yacht Rock concert tonight is going to take me back to when I was nine or ten years old and when we were all happy and didn't have a care in the world. And so it puts everybody in a great frame of mind. But, you know, but I also I love Vince Gill. I think he's incredible uh, and a better human being than he is musician. And I think he's got 22 Grammys as a musician. So just an incredible person. I, I love him. I, I George Strait, uh, Eric Church, Luke Combs, the ones that everybody loves, I love dearly too. But, you know, there's there's other folks that I love to, to go listen to too, like at the Windjammer. I mean, we had a – Scotty will have asked me from time to time, hey, Charlie Crockett's here tonight at the Jammer. you got to come see him. And I was like, oh, I'm there, you know. And a lot of people maybe in the South don't know who Charlie Crockett is, but when you start listening to him and getting a little bit of a feel for West Texas country, you become, you know, uh, become hooked. And, and that's what I like. I like to listen to it all. You know, J.J. Gray and the Mofro, I love those guys. I mean, they're they're incredible musicians, and they play at the Windjammer. So, been to some great shows there, but to answer your question, I like it all. Uh, yeah, I like too. the country thing. I, 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 I like the soft rock thing. I like classic rock. I, I like it all, you know, from R.E.M. to the Black Crows. Uh, you name it. they got a guitar and a good singer, and, and then songs that you can move to. I, I like it. And, uh, and it's been a real, real treat to get to know some of those guys that – perform uh, at such a high level musically. And you know what? It is a great venue, uh, the Windjammer. You know, basically wear your bathing suit and hang out and watch a rock show <laughs> and get some peel and eat shrimp at the bar. And uh, and then, you know, they have outdoor yeah. concerts. So you yeah. can, they have the kind of right there on the beach. They have outdoor shows and uh, some other special events that Bobby Ross puts on over there. And uh, yeah. If you come into Charleston and then you're vacationing and you have to visit the Windjammer for a show, especially in the summer when the beach stage is out. And like you said, you know, folks are coming off the beach and, and, Eating, peeling, eat shrimp, or sucking oysters, and watching incredible musicians play in the warm summer sun of Charleston, South Carolina. Life's pretty good when you get one of those afternoons. I can assure you. Now, Coach Holbrook, we're big SEC fans, Tug and I, of course, and uh, we respect what you did with South Carolina, of course. But wow, the College of Charleston Cougars baseball program—you guys really play at an elite level, and it seems like uh, that has everything to do with your work. How have you put together such a successful program at CFC? Well, we're not where we want to be yet. When I got the opportunity to coach down here, obviously my wife and I love Charleston. We love the South. We love South Carolina. But the vision was College of Charleston has put out some big leaguers. Brett Gardner, for example, a longtime Major League Baseball player with the Yankees. was a great player at the College of Charleston. And they've been on the brink playing in several super regionals but haven't quite gotten over that hump to get to the College World Series yet, which is a very tall order for a mid-major school. But, you know, you start thinking outside the box a little bit and you start looking at the history of college baseball. And Cal State Fullerton was a mid-major program uh, and has been to the College World Series tons and tons of times and in many ways uh, is, is one of the Mount Rushmore teams of college baseball when you start looking at World Series appearances and national championships. And But it's a mid-major school, so they've done it. And, and then you start looking at basketball. Gonzaga's done it in basketball. I think the dream is let's make the College of Charleston one of the better baseball programs on the East Coast and if not the country. And if we're one of the better teams on the East Coast and we're attracting some really, really good players from in the state 
out of the state. We're getting some really darn good players from Atlanta that I'm excited about that I can't say too much about. We're pumped up about that. Uh, we're attracting really, really good players. And uh, why not shoot You know, shoot for the stars here? Let's try to take the College of Charleston to the College World Series. It's been done before. I think baseball, there's a lot of parity in baseball and college baseball, probably more so than you know football or basketball. You know, just thinking off the top of my head over the last several years, you know, Stony Brook was in the College World Series uh, several years back. Kent State was in the College World Series several years back. You know, Scott Strickland took Kent State to the College World Series. So there's uh, mid-majors have a pathway to be an elite baseball program at the national level. And that's what we want to do with the College of Charleston. When I think about college baseball, South Carolina as a state comes to mind altogether. I mean, obviously you have the incredible back-to-back. And, and I want to ask you about the things that you learned there. But Clemson's been very good. College of Charleston's very good. Coastal Carolina won a, a national championship. Baseball, it's almost like the heartbeat of the state. I'll tell you what, it gets a lot of interest. And that's one of the reasons I'm so fortunate to coach in this state is because of the interest level. It's really, really cool. I don't know really how to explain it. I, I played at North Carolina. I coached at North Carolina. And that's a great baseball program and a great school. But you don't get the same interest locally in the Triangle in Chapel Hill and Raleigh-Durham that you do down here when Clemson plays South Carolina or College of Charleston plays Coastal Carolina. It's a big deal. And that's uh, very attractive to recruits and it's very attractive to a lot of our the kids that we target. And it makes high school baseball in our state pretty darn good as well even though we're not a big state there's some really good players in our state and i think that's part of the reason is because there's a lot of public interest in our sport we're talking to coach chad holbrook head coach of the college of charleston baseball program we are on the atlanta braves radio network on the braves country podcast and i have to ask you i know what braves fans are thinking out there first of all are you a braves fan sir and second of all would you ever think about coaching at the major league level I'm a huge Braves fan. You know, my mom used to drive me down from Greenville, South Carolina when I was growing up. My dad was the basketball coach at Furman, and we'd drive down from Greenville to Braves games all the time in old Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. And uh, Dale Murphy was my hero and my mom's hero. I mean, that's all I cared about was watching Dale Murphy play baseball in the early 80s. And I can go through those lineups and remember those days very vividly uh, as a child turning on WTBS and listening to Skip Carey and seeing if Dale Murphy was going to hit a home run or win another MVP. Some of those memories are still with me today, you know, from those Braves moments back in the 80s and even in the 90s when they had that incredible run. Yeah, I'm a true Braves fan through and through, and I go back to the days of Biff Pocaroba and Bruce <laughs> Benedict and Rafael Ramirez <laughs> and Glenn Hubbard and Pasquale Perez. Claudel Washington. Camp. <laughs> we can just go on that's and on. Yes, sir. And uh, that's all I wanted to do was when I got done playing in the backyard I'd, at 7.30, I would run in and turn on WTBS and move that the Braves were coming on at 735. That was a true joy of childhood for me. Man, me too. And anybody who name checks Rafael Ramirez is okay in my book. And uh, I'm over here. Number 16. Let's go, baby. And I'm over here uh, wearing my uh, Dale Murphy model Braves cap right now. So we're on the same page, man. But I wanted to ask you, for fans out there listening, and for me too, I I really don't know this, um, besides the bat, what's the main difference between the college game and the MLB? Boy, we could talk a long, long time on that. You know, at the end of the day, baseball is baseball. But there's a lot more different aspects in the college game that make it a little bit more unique because we don't play as many games, one. We have a 56-game regular season schedule, which 
you know, a lot of people say, gosh, too many games. Well, when you compare it to, you know, how many games they're played in the minor leagues and the, and the major leagues, it's much smaller. So each game is extremely significant. Each pitch is extremely significant. So what that creates is a little bit more of the short game stuff, you know, the sack bunting stuff, the hit and run stuff. You know, our kids obviously aren't playing for – numbers or production or the next contract they're trying to scratch and claw and try to find a way to win a game so almost it becomes a little bit less individualistic sometimes in college because you might not know all the players you know the great ones but you might not know that nine-hole hitter that's not maybe a really good professional prospect but a solid scrappy team guy that's going to hit behind the runner every time and he might hit 200 or 180 but he's a heck of a player for the college team you know those guys tend to not exist in pro ball because everybody's so darn good so there's a little difference here and there um and and there's a lot of excitement and energy because of how few how many few contests we have kids are running out on the field a lot congratulating other guys a lot there's a lot of hoopla in college baseball a lot of cheerleading going on from time to time that you don't necessarily see in a a professional ballpark but you know you ask me for a few differences i think that's a few but we could go on and on about that i'm telling you i love it that's the thing that i love so much about college baseball is the fact that these guys are playing for the name on the front of the jersey that's why i love college baseball and we watch it from the time it starts and i grew up a georgia fan we know so many kids have been playing on those teams and and we watch all the way through and all the way through the college world series and to see those guys work and grind and then to win it all somebody win it all at the end Mm -hmm. there is nothing more and i'll tell you i'll admit i was late to the college baseball game i was so late and now as much as i love mlb and as much as i love the atlanta braves much like you coach grew up watching tbs with my daddy and watching sanford and son and you know everything else before (laughs) before it came on you know and it's still which is still my favorite show tv show of all time This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country, also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com save. That's worthybonds.com save. And save and win. I was late to the college game, but now I love it even more than I love pro baseball. When you go watch a game as a casual observer, 
the college game. I mean, you're going to see kids lay it on the line each and every pitch. I mean, not just each and every at bat, each and every game. It, it's it's life or death. It seems to be like almost every pitch. So kids are trying so hard. They're running to first base like you know, like they like somebody's after them. I mean, <laughs> they're giving it all they got to run as fast as they possibly can on a ground ball to second base and. You know, and they're backing up their teammates for an overthrow. You see so many things that kids are just trying so hard in the college game because every single play is so important. And you know, it's a unique, it's a unique deal. There's no doubt about that. We, I love it. Um, like you, if you go and watch it, and the more you watch it, the more you tend to appreciate the effort of the kids involved in the games. And you know, because a lot of them are not going to play uh, after college, and so they're going to give it their all. And uh, that that brings the the spectator joy, in my view. It certainly does in the state of South Carolina, where you can you can go to a college baseball game and and it's sold out, and they're selling. You know, I was at South Carolina. We sold six over six, well over six thousand season tickets for the entire season. At that same year, we we were looking at a couple other the major league organizations, and we sold a few more season tickets than I believe the Miami Marlins did. Wow. You know, in, in one wow. of those years in 2013 and 2000. So, it's a popular product here in our state and in the South. And the more people watch it, I think the more popular it gets. Hey, Coach, uh, you mentioned earlier that you have some new talent coming out of Georgia, and uh, Tug just mentioned his son. And I think I'm the only guy in this conversation who's uniquely qualified and able to. Make mentioned that Tug's son, Jacob Coward, is just committed to the College of Charleston. And speaking of Jacob, he's the captain of the Alpharetta High School team, and he's about to start his final year in school there. And we're really looking forward to coming over and seeing him play some ball games under your guidance. And I just wondered in the big picture, uh, what's the future look like for the College of Charleston Cougars and, and for you personally next year or two? Well, we're, we're, we're excited about our team, and, we, and we're, we're thrilled with the young men that we have coming into our program. We try to recruit team first kids, kids with great characters, kids with great work ethic, kids that care about graduating, kids that care about doing well in the classroom. And obviously, uh, you know, the young man you just mentioned, uh, you know, checks all those boxes. So we have a lot of joy putting our roster together with those type of kids. And then when you're around those type of kids every day, God, what a true joy it is to be a coach, you know, around kids like that. But we have a great roster. We have a very talented team, I think. We have a returning consensus All-American. Um, I think we have the talent and ability to be ranked among the top 25 teams in the country. Now, we got to go play well and, you know, perform at a high level against some really, really good opponents. But from a talent standpoint and how we – look on paper I think we have a chance to compete against anybody what about your family because I know that's so important to you coach and you have two sons that play college baseball at a really high level and I know you're proud of them and faith is so important to me and I think probably the little bit I know about is probably pretty darn important to you as well where does that line up in the level of importance if not number one being a dad and being a father to Reese and Cooper truly the been the joy of my life I mean I I've been lucky to win a national championship my wife you know before i won here's a pretty cool stat for you before i won a national championship my wife had two national championship rings of her own because she was uh coach roy williams's administrative assistant so, oh, wow. so when, when the tar heels were winning national championships jen was putting a ring on and shoving it in my <laughs> face a little bit and saying when are you gonna win one you know <laughs> 
but I got to, you know, being a dad, uh, you know, Reese and Cooper, they, they, I think the biggest joy uh, of being a, a dad, a baseball dad or a, or a dad slash coach that happens to have two kids that try to be decent players. I mean, it's been a true joy to watch them work at it. I think Tug will tell you the same thing. You know, the effort that goes in when nobody's watching or the, either the work ethic or the, the time that these kids put in when it, no one else knows what they're doing or, or they don't know when they're in a weight room or they don't know when they're in the batting cages or they don't know when they're on the field all by themselves. And, and it's hours upon hours upon hours. So our game really, really does some really cool things for young people in regards to handling adversity, fighting through failure, um, you know, getting knocked down and picking yourself back up. All those things that we all know baseball does. But as a dad, when you get to see it firsthand daily, what a true joy it's been. I mean, I really could care less if my kids get another hit at Vanderbilt, Cooper's at Vanderbilt, and Reese's at North Carolina. That's not what's important to me, even though I, I wish them well. I hope they do well. But to see all their work come to fruition where they can put on that jersey or they can represent that school and the program that they're a part of, that's been the coolest joy for me. I, maybe as a human being, not not just as a coach or dad. I mean, that's been been my greatest joy. And uh, I'm thankful the good Lord gave me two great young men that care about baseball. And I think from a character standpoint, they've held their own pretty strong and wanted to make mom and dad proud. And Jen and I are very, very lucky, very, very fortunate. I just happen to be a baseball coach, but uh, the coolest thing I am, no doubt about it, is the coolest thing I am as a dad. I can relate to it. I know exactly what you mean. There's just nothing like seeing your kid willing to work at whatever, do whatever it takes to to be the best they can and and it does make you proud and and i want to i've actually referenced this book before and i want to reference it again for our listeners because faith is important to me and my family much like coach and and scott bunn too our families are important to us there's a great book called baseball is a road to god that i want to recommend to folks and it's written by john sexton it discusses the game of baseball in the context of religion because life will knock you down baseball is very much the same way baseball is such a humbling game you can be the best of the best and it will humble you you know the guys like chipper Jones hit three out of ten, and they're the greatest players to ever play the game. And, and being on the Braves Radio Network and the Braves Country Podcast, Chipper, obviously important to everybody listening. And it just tells you everything you need to know about the difficulty at this game. So to be good at it, it takes incredible amounts of work. And it may be the most difficult game that you could possibly play. Is it the roughest? Nope. Probably football or hockey or something. But is it the most difficult? Outside of golf, I can't think of anything that compares. It is uh, the ultimate challenge uh, to hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball that moves around. And, oh, yeah, and also the, the pitcher's got a great slider, a great changeup, and you don't know which is coming. I mean, it's, uh, it's a tall order. The game in many aspects is built on failure, and some of the greatest players are the greatest players because they handled failure the best. The greatest players aren't necessarily the most talented players by any stretch in our game. You can go through the history books and look at Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, and then, and then there's other guys that couldn't quite get over that hump that maybe are a lot more talented. Yaziel Puig, for example, he yeah. probably throws it harder, hits it farther, runs faster, 
than Mickey Mantle ever did or any other Hall of Fame outfielder. You know, but it's not all about talent in our game. It's about how you handle, manage failure. Are you going to keep working even though time, things aren't going really well for you? How are you going to respond for a over four night with three strikeouts? Are you going to pout and complain or are you going to go back to work? Yeah, how are you going to help your team win when you have a bad game? I mean, there's so many neat things about our game that just makes me love it so much. And uh, But you're right. I mean, the failure thing is uh, at the forefront of our game. And, uh, and those that have the best careers or manage failure the best tend to be your better players. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a trait that's not – you have to learn that trait. It's not ingrained in you. I mean, because everybody wants to get a hit every time. And how you learn how to manage those times in which you not get hits is often separates uh, the good from the great. Talking to Coach Chad Holbrook of the College of Charleston Cougars. And, Chad, I want to ask you another question that's very important. This is the big one oh, right man, here. Oh, this is the doozy. You know, get whether, ready. Whether it's a baseball team or a rock band, you know, food runs the show and uh and we love we love our southern food around here and we love mom and pops and uh, uh barbecue shacks and all these kind of little secret places and i and i'd love to come over there and get a low country boil too you know or bobby ross's uh, peel and eat shrimp over there at that uh at the Windjammer, you know so uh, i wanted to ask you uh will you tell us some some of the kind of uh local spots over there in charleston that you love or places you got to stop then and, and let the team eat on the road or anything like that well there's a lot of good ones, and uh, and I'm a food junkie. I mean, I love my food. I, I, I eat it. If you come into Charleston and you want to go to breakfast and, and you're living in or you're staying in Mount Pleasant or the Isle of Palm side, you know, I'm a big Pages Ochre Grill guy. I love Pages Ochre Grill. It's one of the best places, I think, for, for breakfast or for southern cooking for lunch and dinner as well. Outstanding. Um, I'm a big Hall's Chop House guy. I love Billy and Tommy Hall. And they're, they've become, they're not just local anymore. They they're, they become so popular. They've branched out to Greenville and Nashville, Tennessee now, and uh, obviously Columbia, South Carolina. But it all started in Charleston on King Street for the Hall family, and I, I just love I love their restaurant, the, the pickled palate. You know, I'm, I'm gonna throw some out there that you've never heard. Of. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're looking for. The pickled palate. <laughs> the pickled palate in Mount Pleasant. You, you wouldn't even know it if you drove by it. You wouldn't see it if you drove by it. But when you walk into the old dilapidated house and she comes out and gives you a menu and you, and you order a turkey panini sandwich or a she crab soup or oh, I mean it's to die for I mean and and but a lot of and that's where I love to eat a lot of times where the locals eat and it's taken me about five or six years to figure that out in Charleston but I try to track where the locals go or where the people that have been living here for 20 or 30 years tend to go and uh, boy there's some great places I mean there's no doubt about it and down there on the IOP there's a number of good ones around the Windjammer as well from Acme to a Long Island Cafe, uh, you know, even my buddy Wyatt Durrett's got a got a little place down there by the Windjammer too. Um, that's really really good. So it's uh, it, man, you don't have to search long and hard in Charleston, South Carolina, for some incredible food. It's around every every corner. Have you had that home team barbecue over there on the Alabama? Now home team, I had it. Yes, I had it. <laughs> I had it two days ago with a dear friend. And home team is one of my favorite spots, no doubt, on Sullivan's Island. I like the one on Sullivan's, even though they the one downtown is a lot of fun too. And and uh, they actually just put one up on Mount Pleasant too. It's growing, but yes, yeah, I mean incredible. The wings that at home team are incredible. The drinks at home team are fun for a lot of folks that love cocktails. Here, <laughs> here. Uh, but, here. but, but the. the, the <laughs> the pulled pork and the sliced turkey for me and the baked beans and the collard Suck. greens. Oh, man, Suck. it's uh, 
it's quality stuff down there uh, at Home King for sure. And actually, I try to go there. My my doctor, my cholesterol doctor doesn't like it. My blood pressure doctor doesn't like it. But I try to visit Home Team about once every two weeks. Yeah, and I, 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 <laughs> I thought you were going to say once a month, once every couple of years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once every couple of weeks. I love it. No, yeah, it's all the time. It's all the time. <laughs> That's it's right, cholesterol time. doctor. Watch your P's and Q's. I got time for you, pal. And I love how they have those uh, bumper stickers. They just say Home Team on them, and uh, you love can, it. Right there where you yeah. usually have your Brave sticker or whatever, you put that home team sticker up. And those that know, know. I should have done, what I should have done is I should have taken the picture of my refrigerator. And I'm going to send this to you guys after we're done. And maybe you'll have right. me on at a later date. But uh, every place I love dearly, I get a sticker. Oh, and okay. I put, on my, I put on my refrigerator. It's not my refrigerator in my kitchen because my wife wouldn't allow it. <laughs> but I, I taught her into letting me have a refrigerator in my garage. Awesome. So every place that I go, we get a sticker and we put, what, if it's meaningful to us and they have a sticker, it, it, it goes on my refrigerator. I, I need to send a picture Man. of that and send that to y'all because there's some great Taco Boy in Charleston. <laughs> oh, Taco Man. Boy. I mean, it is an incredible <laughs> place to eat. I mean, because I, I, mean, I, I love <laughs> You name it. Southern food? Yeah, I love that. Mexican food? Oh, I love that. I mean, Japanese? I love that. If it's food, I mean, I, I eat it. And, and, you know, the neat thing about Charleston, we have it all. I mean, we have it all. You know, and, some uh, uh, some folks uh, measure success with, uh, you know, MVP awards or championship trophies. The new sign of success is when you got a refrigerator in the garage and you can have your own sticker collection, man. <laughs> That is, that is true evidence. Hey, I, I, I worked long and hard, but the, the refrigerator is about 300 bucks. So it's not like I worked long and hard to save the money for it. <laughs> what I worked long and hard to to get a refrigerator in the garage is I worked long and hard and being nice to my wife. There being you go. Well, being there a you good go. husband and asking, and asking for forgiveness from time to time if I screw something up or I'm not the best dad in the world. And lo and behold, she paid me bang let me have a refrigerator out of the garage and uh it's got some cool things in it, mainly waters and Diet Coke. But people come over to the house and they want to see the stickers on the refrigerator, not really what's in it. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. I because I, I was in the Navy, so you know, collecting stickers like that. And it's funny because I have a drawer full of them, but I've never figured out where to put them. I'm such a fan of stickers. This is such. It must go back to my childhood. I don't know. And yeah. I, I have a stack of stickers from all over that I'm. anytime I see a cool one, I grab it. We have a, gr- a refrigerator in the garage, you oh, know. Yeah. We usually keep some cold meals out in there <laughs> in that one. But, I mean, there's some there's some waters and some Cokes, too, but that's that's few and far between. I've always put magnets out there, but now i, yeah. I got to tell you, you may have given me a new idea. My refrigerator's not up against a couple, like, I don't have walls to the right or to the left of it. So now the collection is growing not only to the front, it's growing to the sides. Perfect. So sooner, sooner or later, I'm going to have to, like, put stickers on top of each other. And, and that's okay, too, because, uh, I mean, it's going to be a cool site. It's been fun to watch the refrigerator uh, develop its own personality, so to speak. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll get to continue. That sounds like a lot of backstage dressing rooms across the South, too, just full of stickers. Smith's old bar comes to mind. Yes, Goodness, sir. with all yes. those. Yep. I'm going to have to get a sticker tonight. Uh, I'll throw this, this this place a shout out because the music industry is important to me. I'm gonna get a sticker tonight of a venue here in downtown Columbia called the Senate, and the Senate is a really a really cool spot where Yacht Rock Review is playing tonight for us. But yeah, so I'm gonna get the Senate tonight, and then right down the road from the Senate. 
uh, is a place called the Township Auditorium, which coincidentally Vince Gill, Old Dominion's done a show for us there. The Township is an incredible music venue where Prince played, Willie Nelson's played there many times. I mean, it's really, really cool. So, yeah, the stickers on my fridge aren't all about food. There's some sports in there. There's, there might be an athlete or two in there. Um, but uh, there's some music venues there as well. And I look forward to getting me a sticker tonight from the Senate. Speaking of Old Dominion, Matthew Ramsey, a huge Braves fan, too, grew up going to see the Danville Braves play. So uh, here's a neat story about Old Dominion is um, we were doing a, a, a show for our foundation um, for pediatric cancer research. And, and this was, heck, I, I, the date's. I want to say 2017, and we talked Old Dominion to come play in a benefit show for us, and they did. And it was at that time before Old Dominion was Old Dominion. But I will say this. They were popular. This is a 3,000-seat venue that we sold out, but now they're selling out, you know, 25,000-seat venues. But at that time, you know, we had to work hard to get those 3,000 tickets sold. So they performed for us on a Friday night. Incredible show. Couldn't have been nicer, guys. Couldn't have been nicer and uh, more willing to help us in, in our event. And then on the next, the following next Tuesday, they want to see a newcomer of the year, and uh, that was it. <laughs> they were off and, and they running. were off and running. Now they they had, they had to slow down. You're exactly right. Now got a single out with Kenny Chesney. I mean, in, in touring with Kenny Chesney. So I mean, you're, you're exactly right. They have been a rocket ship. But I was so surprised to to learn Matthew, a Braves fan, and and he told me the you know the whole story behind it. You know, the Braves have tied together so many different people from so many different places because the Braves are the only team in Major League Baseball that cover a full geographic area like the Southeast. Most teams have a city or you know one state. The Braves literally cover Braves country an entire area, which is pretty remarkable and. And a lot of people in Nashville and Alabama and Mississippi and North Carolina and South Carolina, Florida, nor- at least northern Florida, Tennessee. You know, it, it, there's just a lot of people and a lot of Braves fans. I think there was a lot of Braves fans even when I was a kid, and I, at least near Greenville, South Carolina, because yeah. of WTBS. But then it became America's team, so to speak. God, I mean, at least uh, maybe I'm saying this from a selfish standpoint, but Skip Carey, man, he he was – it was so fun listening to him and Ernie Johnson and Pete Van Weeren call a game. I mean yeah. – Yes, and when they weren't on TV, I would put them on the radio beside my bed and listen to the radio broadcast. And it was hard to get that radio broadcast in Greenville, South Carolina at the time. But they just grew and grew and grew. And then when Shipper came in and, and Greg Maddox and Glavin and Avery and all those teams, man, it, golly, it just took off like wildfire. And it became, it, I think it, the Braves truly became America's team, it, it seems to me. I mean, Braves fans live far and wide outside of Georgia than they do just uh, just just in the South. It, it You see Braves hats. Braves, when I go recruiting on the West Coast or I go recruiting in New York, I, there's Braves paraphernalia, there's Braves merchandise everywhere you turn around and people wearing Braves. So, yeah, they, I think in my book, I don't know I'm a Braves fan, but in my book, they are truly America's team. Coach, uh, I, I agree with you. And you know what? I loved uh, Skip and Pete and Ernie, too, came up on them. And I, I remember when they used to do half the game on the radio and half the game on it's TV. Yeah. And I, I'd start yeah. on the radio. I'd follow them. I'd start on the radio with them. And then when they go to TV, i go to the TV and listen to them. And, uh, and, and you know, right now we're on we're on uh, what I, I call it Skip Carey's Airwaves. So it's, uh, it's kind of cool to talk you know, on the same uh, network where they did all that. And I, I think they... That is really cool. And I think all those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. I think they're baseball Dale Hall Dale Murphy, famers. too, by the way. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, the home run call when Hank Aaron broke the record, I mean, that's just it's so iconic. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's... We used to emulate that. You know, when we used to hit home runs in the backyard, we would try to emulate that home run call. 
um, I guess Ernie Johnson, I believe, is, is made made it so famous. And it, it was a, uh, it was just really. I think I had that right. When Ernie, it wasn't Pete, was it? Uh, Milo Hamilton, I think, was. Uh, I remember Milo. And then but, there was uh, the uh, one for um, Vince Scully did one. But so I'm sure maybe there was. Um, I, those are the two that come to mind. But there may be another. I just I, I know I was just in, maybe I was too young to know who the name was when I was imitating them. But I I, I had it down to the word for word. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you know. When, There's a new uh, home run champion of all ball. time. You know, he hit it off of Al Downing, I believe, with yes, the Dodgers, sir. right? And, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, what great childhood memories Gosh, talking yeah. about the Braves. I'm so, I'm so honored and thrilled y'all called me to be on your podcast. It, 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 it put me in a good mood just to reflect back to my childhood and uh, some really, really cool moments centered around the Braves. Yes, sir. And we hope you'll keep in touch with us and maybe come see us in the studio next year. And uh, we'd love to get over to catch a, a COC game with you or maybe two or three. Yeah. And, uh, and we're yeah. going to come check out your podcast set up, too, man. I'm going to need some help on that. I'm going to need you to educate me on the podcast. <laughs> we can a do it. Bit. We're going to build up our uh, our following, and I know Scotty's got the right people, and we know the right people here in Charleston, and and we'll learn and uh, learn from you guys because y'all y'all set the standard in that regard. And uh, but we're going to build us a stadium here at the College of Charleston. We're going to make it bigger. It's a it's a great place to to play baseball, and we're going to make it nicer. Uh, for all our recruits that are coming in to join us, it's going to be a really, really cool place to play. And I'm awfully lucky. I'm awfully lucky to be a Braves fan. I'm awfully lucky to be a coach at College of Charleston. I'm awfully lucky to coach some great kids. And I'm awfully lucky to be a dad to two wonderful kids. So uh, it's been a it's been a true honor to speak with you today. Yeah, man. Well, you're part of the Braves Country Podcast family now. So uh, we'll check in with you this summer, and uh, we'll be talking to you from time to time, hopefully, and uh, pulling for our new favorite college baseball team, the old College of Charleston Cougars. So we'll be rooting yeah. for you. I'll shoot you a text from time to time after we win a big game i'll shoot you a go cougs text and you'll know the news is good all that's right, right. that's <laughs> what i like to hear man. coach we appreciate you thank you so much god bless you and uh look forward to uh, talking real soon uh, thanks so much for having me guys i really enjoyed it all, all right, right coach thank you guys so much you take care of yourself right. have a good day see you man all right bye-bye you too. braves country podcast I want to thank our sponsors joel solomon of century 21 solomon properties in savannah georgia and smith soul bar and i couldn't leave out our friends at abc recycling and live at the print shop internet live music show y'all come back now you hear The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This 
could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.